0: Okay, and we're picking up right where we left off last week. So today's reading is from Luke, chapter 1, verses 24 to 45. Afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant. She kept to herself for five months, saying, This is the Lord's doing. He has shown his favor to me by removing my disgrace among other people. Jesus' birth foretold. When Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. She was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary. God is honoring you. Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever, and there will be no end to his kingdom. Then Mary said to the angel, How will this happen since I haven't had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come over you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the one who is to be born will be holy. He will be called God's son. Look, even in her old age, your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. This woman who was labeled unable to conceive is now six months pregnant. Nothing is impossible for God. Then Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me just as you have said. Then the angel left her. Mary visits Elizabeth. Mary got up and hurried to a city in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she blurted out, God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord will fulfill the promises he made to her.
1: Okay, so I have an opening when you're wanting to invite friends to come to church. Pastor Monica talks about sex. Okay. That's good. We're, gonna, we're going to. We're going to. Let's get ready. So um, we're going to open up. Okay, class has begun. So here's our art piece that we're going to look at today. There's so much in the scripture, um, and there are so many rabbit holes I went down um, on this, this beautiful piece of art that we're, gonna, we're just going to do art the whole day today. Amen? Because life is art. All right. Who do we see here? Remember, this, in this portion of Our time together you do get to talk back to me (laughs) Um, (laughs) and Carrie I don't know if you're keeping track online if online people are are asking questions or want to participate too uh, we can do that so who what do we see here we see Elizabeth and Mary and I know it's kind of far away and again I'll be sending this out during the week but um, Elizabeth has the gray can you see her gray hair so we have old and young, right, Elizabeth, remember how how old we she said she was last week ninety six yeah, yeah, I mean, who after ninety right like I mean yeah, like, I mean, oh, yeah. so ninety six and then of course, traditional uh, Jewish wedding of this time, she's not uh, probably nineteen, right she's between fifteen and nineteen so. We've got the, the opposite ends. We have, remember, Elizabeth is is what? What is what is her her part in the culture? Right. She's part of the righteous crowd. She's a PK, a priest's kid, right? And uh, her hubby is is a priest, so high up Mary is um is not at all in any of the privileged privilege class. And she is not in line. It, Joseph is. Joseph is a descendant of David, but not Mary. And then do you see uh, how they're connected? Uh, and? Sex, sex, sex. They're, they're, they're over, they're, um, the, ut- I was a sex educator. The uterus. <laughs> They are connected, um, and you kind of you can see um, the Lord uh, on the on the, or no, sorry, Elizabeth, John. You can see there, and then uh, so they're connected. Any other piece of art has done this? Remind you of this? I, I know, I know, I know. I'm I'm doing the same thing. Anything? We'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. Look at what Mary is wearing on her head it's quite a headdress isn't it and i got distracted by it this is what jewish brides wear in ancient um jewish tradition of the of israel of palestine and of yemen so when you go do your google search and start looking this up you too will find that uh, women of Yemen wear wear these, and they are all connected. It's I know it's hard to see. Again, I'll get I'll get you a close up, um, but it's it's gold and gold or silver. So metals uh, uh, that make the hat, and then it's flowers and lilies or roses or um, the the more opulent. It all what does it all connect to probably? right? A dowry. So, and so in fact, some of like her, her stuff is, is the income or th- that's going to go to the family. Like it's, there's even coins on some of them. So, so I was just kind of mesmerized. We've never think of Mary this way, do we? Because she wasn't married when we were introduced to her, right? So the idea they, they, this artist, Nicolette, uh, presents her as as a bride at a wedding. I just found that really intriguing. Um, I'm not reading you the notes from Nicolette today because she wasn't very helpful. Uh, <laughs> she she was saying a lot about um, uh, the weariness of of pregnancy, of of also. Um, when you lose a pregnancy, remember these women, um, well, especially Elizabeth, spent most of her life being barren. And so, and, and we know the heartache of miscarriage or not being able to be pregnant. And so, so honoring that. Um, any, anything else you see in this that's, you're going, huh? Oh, comments? Uh, no, like, yes. Yes. The first, that she is so young. Yes, yes, yeah. This juxtaposition, again, of um, someone um, not of privilege, uh, so, so young, um, being asked this task. Oh, another thing about why you wear the crown, um, in, in especially Orthodox Judaism, um, you are considered um, a king and queen for the day when you're getting married. So not only does she wear a crown, he does. So here's this peasant woman, at least in this moment, being regarded as a queen. The mother of the Lord, right? Okay, okay. Let's, let's move on. And I, I want to show you um, the re- in, in real life what this looks like. So this is a, a, a woman today dressed in the tradition of the past. And you also see greenery is part of it too, can be. So, um, but there's a lot there, isn't there? Yeah, I'm kind of thinking I would just like wear a warm up suit to get married. This seems a little, right? <laughs> so, wanted to show you that. Now, let me show you the painting that inspired the two sisters or the, the two women. Anyone seen that? I know. So that's Frida. Um, now I will go into a little bit of that background. It's Frida having trouble with all of her identities, and Diego liked Diego, her hubby, um, uh, liked one version of her, and didn't like the other version of her, and trying to trying to reconcile that. Um, how many of us have multiple identities, right? And and then again, Mary and Elizabeth and their identities. And who do you serve? And who do people want you to serve? So our artist was inspired by this painting. And Frida was inspired by this painting. The two sisters from 1843. What like, whoo, what an evolution, right? Uh, so... This picture was, um, this picture, this painting, this painting was controversial in its time. Why? Because women are looking right at you. How about that? These two women are sisters. Uh, They're like 11 years apart. You can't tell, can you, really? Um, And again, that they were dressed the same and even the color, um, I guess, denotes royalty. So Theodore got in a lot of trouble for this painting, uh, but um, so think about think about the other art in that time. Usually women are never looking at you, right? Um, so, so there, there is, uh, eighteen forty three to nineteen thirty nine to two thousand and twenty, um, how this art, how each artist was affected, kind of by. Um, the, the, two, the two feminine I- images. And uh, of course here there's nothing about childbirth or um, other sexuality, but it's really interesting when you read about it how much sort of sexuality is put onto them because again, a woman cannot look you in the eye, right? So, So there's our art for today. Any questions, class? God calls the people you least expect. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's a peasant, right? And the peasant's bringing in the Lord, and the, the privileged one is bringing in the one who will tell us about the Lord. Right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into the text. It's long and it's big, so I promise I'm just going to do the reader's just version. <laughs> But now we're, we're in the next, we're in the next um, portion. Why don't we go back to um, Mary and Elizabeth for the, yeah. Um, in the lectionary, we usually don't do the first two verses that we did today. We usually, when we do this text, which we normally call the Magnificat, that when Mary um, answers God, We leave out that Elizabeth was also involved. What does it say? She's going to, Mary's going to Elizabeth's house, I think is how it starts, right? We don't, we sort of forget that part, that these two women who are pregnant under questionable circumstances, um, no longer, at least Mary with the doll, right? Doesn't want to be alone and isolated. Also remember, this is dangerous times for Mary. okay class let's talk about the book of luke the book, book of luke was written about 85 years after Jesus' death so think about what was going on here 85 years ago It's a very different world wasn't it so creative writers were thinking about how do we get this message out to the people about this god and so they wrote in language that non-Jewish folks would understand, meaning the Greco-Roman folks who believe in um, God's walking the earth. Zeus, we've heard of Zeus, right? So that's, that's the audiences they're writing to. So Matthew starts that journey, and then Luke, Luke sort of takes from Matthew. And so this idea that um, a god is getting a girl pregnant is not foreign to them because they, they know Greco-Roman mythology. But let's understand it as Jewish folks. The tradition in um, a marriage, in a, in, in a Jewish wedding, is you are betrothed to somebody for a certain amount of time. Usually, 16 months to two years. Um, So we we find Mary and Joseph in that time. Mary is promised to Joseph. They haven't yet done this. And it is in that time period that she finds herself pregnant. And tradition says, if you find yourself pregnant during that time, you can be stoned. So... We turn something this serious into Christmas carols. <laughs> and I don't I, I want us not <laughs> to reduce this to a Christmas carol, to reduce this to this amazing story that it is. And let's let's not read this as Greco-Roman folks who who think that a God comes down and has sex with a woman is normal. Let us look at, you know. When people are betrothed and they're young and they like each other, things happen. Amen? It's what I call when I do a wedding. I say it's that hubba-hubba kind of love. It's that love that says, hey, I'm into you. Let's do something about it. That's most, that is how I understand it. We can understand it in any way we want to because we are a community of faith and, but... Most likely, and for me as a human and um, as a feminist, the power of this story is that they most likely did have sexual relations, and she's found herself to be pregnant. Remember, this story is written 85 years after the life of Jesus. So let's put some magic into it. Let's have this be an intimate relationship with Mary and God. She finds herself pregnant. Gabriel comes to her, and I love this part. Gabriel says, um, do not be afraid. She's like, I'm not afraid. You're my angel. I got faith in you. I know Zechariah had his doubts last week, and look what you did with him. You silenced him. But me, I've been living with you. I've been living amongst you as a poor woman in uh, um, Israel. I, God, I know you got me. So god says well in fact i got you this pregnancy that you're you're you got it's it's the real deal this is going to be salvation of the world this is going to be the revolution you've been looking for she's like well are are you are you sure well okay i know you did it before you did it for hannah when she had samuel and in fact i'm going to start singing the same song that hannah sung way back when, and I'm going to say, thank you, God. I will do what you have asked me. I will bring justice into the world. Like I say, it is dangerous to know your texts because they are revolutionary, amen? So Mary's saying, yeah, all right, let's do this. I know it's going to be rough, but I am going to do what you asked me to do. And then she says at the very end, let it be. Not like Elsa in Frozen, let it go. Let it be. Again, one more faith statement. I will carry this on. Some good stuff, isn't there? Elizabeth and Mary are going to help Zachariah and Joseph know who God is. And that god is present and in fact mary has such an intimate relationship think of this story as the cosmic right in at this part she is so intimate she even already says my lord so it is the first time jesus is acknowledged as the son of god but in this cosmic intimate understanding not in this invasive someone has come down to make you this way do we understand the difference I think it's the way that we can receive it so to have such an intimate understanding of God that's when you can say yes knowing there's going to be obstacles there's going to be misunderstandings Mary's probably one of the most misunderstood women in history right She's the woman that never had sex that is the greatest mother of all, right? So let's just say she had sex, okay? And she became the greatest mother of all because she did say yes, and she said, let it be.